Welcome to the Battle Cry Podcast with Convention of States Action President Mark Meckler. You can watch the original live broadcast Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Convention of States Facebook and Rumble channels. Hey everyone, Mark Meckler here, President of Convention of States with the Sunday evening Battle Cry. You might notice I look a little different. I'm wearing snazzy glasses. The reason for that is I normally wear contacts, but once a year, whether I need it or not, I manage to scratch cornea. I did that this week, so I'm in my glasses. So don't give me too hard of a time. Maybe they make me look a little bit smarter. Lord knows I could use all the brain power I can get. Anyway, our call to action today is support the organizations doing the work. And I don't mean just convention estates. I mean, any organization doing work that you really admire. I'm going to tell you to do something that might be annoying to you. I'm going to tell you to give them money. That means give convention of states money, any of the pro-life organizations you support, the Second Amendment organizations you support. I give money to a lot of them. I give money to Second Amendment orgs, actually to two of them. I, I actually donate money to Convention of States every month. I, I have a monthly gift that goes in. I do it with these organizations because while I know we all hate the continuous asks for money and, and all of us who run organizations hate doing them, that's what it takes to run these organizations. It takes money to do advertising. For us, it takes money to put grassroots in the field. It takes money to do the lobbying that we do. All the things that we do or any of these other conservative organizations that you support do, it takes money to do those things. And the thing you have to understand when you get irritated about this, if you do, because a lot of people do, and I understand your inbox get filled with requests for money. If you get irritated about it, the thing I want you to remember is that the left gives money all the time. And I don't mean just big donors. Yeah, the left big donors give big money more than the right. But small dollar donors on the left give way more money than large dollar donors on the left. Now, this is really interesting to me because from a charitable giving perspective, just average charitable giving to things we might consider normal charities, food banks, churches, things like this, conservatives are way more generous. But when it comes to any kind of political giving, whether that's political nonprofit giving like Convention of States or giving to candidates or whatever, the right gives a lot less. So if you think we need to be more strongly in the fight, and by we, I do mean Convention of States, but I mean political candidates, political parties, pro-life organizations, pro-Second Amendment organizations, and of course, Convention of States, you got to give the money. And you know, what I'm always amazed by is that people will do things, and me included, by the way, go out and you know I'm on the road and I'm buying a $5 latte from someplace, hopefully other than Starbucks. But I do that and then I think, ah, oh, man, somebody asked me for five bucks in a political thing and I don't want to give it. That's a backwards priority, I'm just saying. And I fall subject to it. I'm, I'm not better than anybody else at this. We all do this. And so I think it's really important that we remember that we have to support the organizations doing the work. So if you're watching this and you're not a donor to Convention of States right now, I would suggest you go to conventionofstates.com, become a monthly donor, join our monthly donor program. It's really important. We're shooting for 10,000 monthly donors right now. We have about 5,000 monthly donors. We need to double that. You can help us double that. Another way that you can support the organization is you can buy our swag. And I'm wearing a, one of our new shirts. I love this shirt, by the way. Hopefully you can read that. I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Has a flag on one shoulder, has the COS logo on the other shoulder. Now, this one was made custom just for me. You can't get this one. Wait. I thought. Okay, wait, I've just been corrected. I thought I was special and only I get this one. This is my new favorite shirt. You can get this too. I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. 
course, I was just kidding. I'd never have anything just for me you can't have. But I want you to go to conventionofstates.com forward slash store. Buy, I will support and defend. And by the way, there's a whole bunch of new shirts in the store that you're going to love. I love them. I got a whole bunch of them. So this is another one. Pretty cool. Freedom is never more than one generation generation away from extinction. That's a Ronald Reagan quote, one of my favorite Reagan quotes. Let's see what else we got here in the pile. Uh, we've got America, my country, America, love it or leave it. I love that. Really cool. That's my sentiment. If you don't love America, you need to get the heck out. Uh, and then we've got this one, which is join or die. That's what it says on the front, real simple on the front. And of course, on the back, the very famous join or die snake showing all the regions of the United States. All right. So go to conventionofstates.com forward slash store and make those purchases now. That's another way you can support Convention of States. We don't make a lot of money on this stuff, but at least you can wear the swag. Go to conventionofstates.com and click the donate button, become a monthly donor. All right, let's get into the news this week. And we're going to start with, it's got to be the biggest news, right? McCarthy's out. Kevin McCarthy is out as speaker. And who's in? <laughs> Nobody knows who's in. Uh, I don't know who's in. I, I'm not even taking odds on it right now. We've got Jim Jordan has thrown his hat in the race. I didn't think he was going to do that. He's always said he didn't want to do that, but he's in now. I love Jim Jordan, by the way. Uh, so he'd be an interesting guy as speaker. You've got Steve Scalise is in. I like Jordan better than Scalise. Scalise is out. He's been very ill with blood cancer right now. So that seems like an interesting entrance into the race. Uh, there are some other folks that are apparently considering. I don't know. But there's a lot of controversy around this right now. And I want to address that controversy because the question is really what happens now? You know, Kevin McCarthy made this deal. Fair enough. He said that anybody could call this vote. And he called Matt Gates, pushed for the call to the vote. Now, a lot of people really pissed off at Matt Gates over this. People who you and I admire, Mark Levin's really upset about it. It looks like Steve Dace didn't like it very much. Ben Shapiro didn't like it very much. I mean, these are guys that I really admire. <clears throat> when I listen to most of the talking heads, the majority of them, I'm going to say, are pretty frustrated by this. And the reason they're frustrated, if we just stick to the facts, and this is really important, we put our emotion aside, we stick to the facts. The fact is that in his actions, much to my surprise, uh, Kevin McCarthy has been probably the most conservative speaker maybe of my lifetime. Uh, certainly more conservative than John Boehner, more conservative than Paul Ryan. Um, I would say more conservative than Newt Gingrich. And we got to remember, or I should say, however, we got to remember, he's facing a Democrat Senate and a Democrat president. He actually delivered a bill to the House that was the most conservative budget bill we've seen in years. It contained an 8% cut. It contained border security, it contained uh, no funding for Ukraine. And Matt Gates and his team voted against that because it wasn't conservative enough. Now, the reality is it's going to be very hard to get a deal done with the Senate anyway. Republicans don't control the Senate, but they ended up, we ended up getting out of the House a much less conservative bill. And remember, Matt Gates and these eight or some of the eight voted with Democrats to defeat the more conservative budget bill. And then they voted with Democrats to defeat Kevin McCarthy. So I it's all, it doesn't really make sense to me. What I always want to know when somebody creates political chaos, and by the way, I'm a huge fan of political chaos. I think uh, we often need to kind of stir things up just to get good change. But I always want to know what the plan is. And I've not heard a plan out of Matt Gates or the others that voted with him, what their 
plan is to make it better. Now, would I like to see Jim Jordan as speaker? You bet I would. I think Jim Jordan's a good guy. I'd like to see him as speaker. I worry about who takes over Judiciary Committee because he's done a really good job with investigations in Judiciary Committee. So let's say it's Jim Jordan. That's who Matt Gates wants. I, I think that's who most conservatives would want between him and Scalise. What happens? And the reality is he's not going to get much more than McCarthy did. We might like him better. I like him better than McCarthy. That's for darn sure. But he still has to deal with the Senate with the exact same majority. He still has to deal with a Democrat president, a leftist radical Senate, a leftist radical president. So what, what do we get out of that? I'm not sure what we get out of that. What we've done is we've shown that we can't govern. I think that's a little bit dangerous in current times. What we had going in the media, the number one media story was how Democrats are completely corrupt and Jamal Bowman doesn't know how to open a door, pulled a fire alarm and said that was the number one rolling story in the media. And now the story switches to Republican infighting. You know, when your opponents are burying themselves as Democrats are doing right now, burying themselves on the transgender issue, burying themselves on parental rights issue, burying themselves on school issues, burying themselves on immigration, burying themselves on crime, all of these issues playing for Republicans, burying themselves on, on economic news, we should play into that news cycle and we should not help the news cycle switch to Republican infighting. I think the timing was really bad. I'm not sure what's going to come out of it. I, I can't predict the results. I don't have a crystal ball, but I would rather be talking about how inept the left is and have the news cycle be about that, which it was, and how they're promoting crime and how they're promoting all these crazy gender policies and the like, then Republicans can't govern. And that's what we're getting out of this right now. So I don't really understand the strategy. I know a bunch of you are going to be mad at me for this because McCarthy is a swamp creature. I've known Kevin McCarthy a long time, not personally, but politically because I'm from originally from California. So I get why people would want to get rid of him from a visceral, a personal point of view, but I'm not sure we're going to accomplish what we want. What I want, what I'd love to see on a very personal level, I'm not speaking for the organization, I'm speaking for myself. What I really want to see is what Ben Shapiro said yesterday or the day before, which is not Joe Biden as president. That's really what I want to see. I want to see somebody conservative in the White House. I want to see a conservative majority in the House of Representatives. I want to see a conservative majority in the United States Senate. That's what I'm personally looking for. People who share my values and my beliefs in control of the branches of government. And I'm not sure how this furthers that. Maybe it does. Remains to be seen. Don't get mad at me. I'm just expressing my personal opinion. I don't have any control over this stuff. If you disagree with me, I'm fine with that. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't know. It's just one guy's opinion. One thing I want you to notice when I talk to you is I'm always going to give you my honest opinion. And sometimes people get mad at me about this. Like my opinion is different than their opinion. So they're mad at me about it. Like I'm not in control of this stuff. I'm not the one casting votes in Congress. I only have so much influence, but I'm always going to be honest with you guys about my opinion. And I hope that that creates conversation. I hope it makes you think if you have a different opinion than me, not think that you're wrong, but give you something else, another perspective to think about. When I hear from you guys, always gives me another perspective to think about. I'm not mad at you because we have different perspectives. I respect your perspective because I know you love your country. I know you're a constitutionalist. I know you're generally on the same side of the fight as me. So if you think something different from me, I try to get educated by that. All right, number two, let's move on into uh, 
the anti-immigrant blowback because it is coming and it is coming hard and this is a good thing for the United States of America. Now, I'm not saying immigration is bad. I wanna be really clear. Immigration is what this country has been built on. Legal immigration, limited legal immigration based on what benefits the United States of America. Not what benefits our enemies, not what benefits our allied countries, but what benefits the United States of America and her citizens. If we can have immigration policy based around that, I'm in favor of that immigration policy. It probably means more limited legal immigration, and it certainly means stopping all the insanity at our southern border. And right now, what's happening is in blue cities, for example, right now in Chicago, there's massive anti-immigration blowback going on in Chicago. There is in a particular Chicago neighborhood, the residents are upset over a plan to house migrants in what's called the Chicago Park Fieldhouse. And what's going on is they're really frustrated because they have this field house that's been renovated for the use of a local community, right? A community of color. And now they're being kicked out of their own field house. The government's doing all kinds of repairs that they wouldn't do for them. They're going to house immigrants there. And so their kids are now going to have to go far away from their neighborhood to participate in sports and other activities. They are being kicked out, the local residents, the local neighborhood, and they're pissed off. And what I say to the folks that are pissed off is, Y'all voted for these people. All these people said they wanted sanctuary cities, and now it's coming home to roost you. And so the question I ask, you're all yelling at these Democrat officials who are imposing these illegal immigrants on your neighborhoods to your detriment, will you vote differently? I'm skeptical. I am. I want to start to see these neighborhoods vote Republican, right? Because Republicans say no to these policies. Why wouldn't you vote Republican? The Democrats are selling y'all out in your own neighborhoods. So right now, what I say is, I guess I feel a little bit bad for you, but I don't have a lot of sympathy because you voted for these people and you've continually voted for these people who've done nothing but make your lives worse. Why don't you try voting for a different, vote independent, vote libertarian, vote Republican. I don't know. Why do you keep voting for the people who are imposing these horrible policies on you? This is not only happening in Chicago, it's happening in New York right now. All these major New York hotels, luxury hotels are filled up with illegal immigrants. The neighborhoods are deteriorating. The crime is skyrocketing. New York residents are getting angry about this stuff, and they should. And so we'll see what happens. Do their voting patterns change? Do they switch parties? Only the future will tell. Right now, my money is on them continuing to vote for people who do the same things. I hate to say that, but... That's kind of history, and I look at history when I look at politics, and history usually repeats itself. Here's a place where history should repeat itself. Everybody's familiar with the Bud Light boycott. Bud Light has destroyed their brand, used to be the number one beer in America. Now they're not anymore. God bless Americans for turning away from Bud Light. And they've done it because it's easy to do, because Bud Light decided to trans their beer. They're now, instead of Anheuser-Busch, they're known as Tranheuser-Busch. I walk up to the to the cooler cabinet in my grocery store, and that section is full. All the other sections on weekends, especially on Saturdays for college football, they're all blown out of beer if you go there on Saturday morning, but the Budweiser section is full, and that's a great thing. You and me, we should never buy any AB InBev products. Again, that's the parent company. There's a lot of them, Michelob Ultra and a whole bunch of others. You should look at that. Don't buy any of those products. Specifically, don't buy Budweiser products. And that should be permanent. That brand needs to die. It needs to die a slow and painful death. What we're seeing is 
that is playing out with Disney as well. Perceptions of Disney are now at rock bottom with Republicans. Over 62% of Republicans have a negative perception of Disney, uh, and it's about 26% have a positive perception of Disney. So it's very low. It's They've lost the conservative market. They've lost the Republican market. And I think this is really important. They were starting to come back, and then there was the whole Snow White controversy. I don't know if you saw that. The young woman, I can't even remember her name. I don't really care. I don't pay attention. But the young woman who is playing Snow White in the live live remake of Snow White said she hates the movie, hates the character, that Snow White isn't going to be rescued by a prince. She's not looking for true love. There's not going to be a kiss. And so it drove their ratings back down again, their favorability ratings among conservatives. And I think this is good, but I think it should be permanent. Disney has, uh, it's now been noted, I think by Bloomberg, that 41 or 42% of all of Disney's content contains alphabet soup characters, contains pro alphabet soup stuff. And so if you don't want your kids exposed to that stuff and you don't want Disney to be the premier kids network out there, and it shouldn't be because they're trying to trans your kids, then you should boycott them permanently. Again, I'm not going to take my grandkids if and when they're born. I hope Lucy's listening. I'm not going to bring my grandkids to Disney World or Disneyland. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to watch Disney movies with them. We're not even going to watch the old Disney movies because Disney makes money off of that. We're going to look for wholesome content and we are going to consume new wholesome content made by conservative content creators who share your values and my values. So just like Bud Light, this needs to be permanent pain imposed on Disney. No exceptions. If you have a Disney Plus, I know you might like Mandalorian or something like that. You need to cancel that subscription right now. Here's some more good news, just like Disney getting punished. Tennessee's ban on child sex changes was upheld in court as the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals reversed a district court's preliminary injunction on the ban Thursday. This is extraordinarily good news. You should read the opinion. This actually now upholds the ban in Kentucky and in Tennessee, it's going to encourage more courts to do it. Uh, because this is a Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, it's going to be looked at by other uh, states and other courts. They don't want to continue this precedent. They're probably not going to appeal this to the United States Supreme Court because they don't want a nationwide decision. But what was the best about this decision? I, I'm going to pull down, I think, a little of the language here because I, I think this is so interesting. Uh, what was interesting about it was that the court really went after what uh, what they were claiming in this case and what they were claiming, what the alphabet soup people were claiming, the transgender people were claiming that they're a politically powerless group. Uh, you know, and activists said the law deserves heightened scrutiny because of the perceived perception or oppression of transgender people. Here's what the judge said. Whatever may have been true in the past about our society's treatment of individuals with gender dysphoria, some of it surely lamentable. It's difficult to maintain that the democratic process remains broken on this issue today. The president of the United States and the Department of Justice support the plaintiffs. A national anti-discrimination law, Title VII, protects transgender individuals in the employment setting. 14 states have passed laws specifically allowing some of the treatment sought here. 20 states have joined an amicus brief and supported the plaintiffs. The major medical organizations support the plaintiffs. And the only large law firms to make an appearance in the case all entered the controversy and supported the plaintiffs. These are not the hallmarks of a skewed or unfair political process. I think this is extraordinary because the judge is pointing out what we all know, 
which is to be transgender, to support transgender rights is an exalted status in the United States of America. It's offensive, it's abusive, it's child, uh, I, I think it's child uh, abuse and childhood mutilation and all of the above. But now people elevate that. So no, they're not a protected class. They're not a special uh, class deserving of special protection. The alphabet soup people actually have extra protection. Tennessee court upheld the laws in Tennessee. Uh, this will apply to Kentucky as well. So God bless Tennessee and Kentucky for doing this. And I hope that your state, if you live in a conservative state, is going to do the same. Well, as we do every week now, we have to do the presidential who's hot and who's not. And this week, I think uh, you have to look at DeSantis and look at what DeSantis is doing. I think he's sort of flatlined in the polls. I don't think that's necessarily hot, but he's making some big moves. He's moving a huge chunk of his field team to Iowa. And I think this is an acknowledgement that he either performs in Iowa or he's out. That's what I think. And the field appears like it should be consolidating. Seems to me this should be a race between DeSantis and Trump and Haley. I think that would serve the country well. Uh, Trump is Trump. We all know who he is and love him or hate him. And I love him for what he did. Best president of my lifetime. Uh, he's leading. And he's leading in every poll, in every state, in every way. Uh, I think the only possible contender really, in my opinion, is DeSantis. And that would require a consolidation of the rest of the field. And honestly, an improvement in DeSantis's campaign. So maybe it's going to improve, maybe not. Haley is sort of the other wing of the party. I would describe her as the more establishment wing of the party. She's an attractive candidate in the sense I think she's very articulate, uh, but I don't really like her on a personal level. Just this is me personally. Again, I'm not speaking for any organization here. I'm not endorsing any candidate. Uh, so I would say right now, this week, uh, if I had to pick a hot, I don't think anybody's particularly hot. Maybe it's Haley moving up a little bit. Uh, Trump is spending all of his time in a courtroom. I think he's not hot right now. I think that's that's not good for his campaign. It's not good for America. It's really bad. So I think Trump being uh, locked down in a courtroom, not good, makes him not hot. Not his fault. Not criticizing Donald Trump for that. It's a bogus proceeding. But I think that does shackle him a bit, and I think it's not good. So if I had to say who's hot, who's not, I would say DeSantis is level. Haley may be on the upswing a little bit. And Trump, because he's been locked down in court, uh, not as hot this week. You know, something that we talk about all the time and I get joked about, uh, joked with about all the time is the fact that I'm always on the road. I spend a lot of time on the road. I try to be home so I can be here with my family on Sundays. Sundays is our Sabbath day. Uh, pretty much live that. And so I can be with you guys on Sunday. Uh, but everybody always wants to know where I'm going, where I've been. This week, early in the week, I was in Houston for some meetings. Uh, so traveling, driving around Texas, uh, my home state. I'm not traveling the rest of the week. I didn't, I should say, I didn't travel the rest of the week. And it looks like I looked at my calendar right before I filmed this. I think I'm home all next week. What's wrong with you people? Nobody requested me out in the field. It's actually rare good news for me. I think Winston and Levi are particularly happy about that. Can't you tell how excited they're? Can't you see Levi back there? I mean, he's just jumping for joy. Winston, you can't see. He's on the other side out of frame. Uh, they're excited I'm home. The big question is, will Petty be excited I'm home? You know, she works so hard raising money for the organization. <laughs> Sometimes I don't see her. We're in the same house in two separate offices. Uh, we don't see each other as much as I would like because she works too hard. Anyway, uh, that's where my travel is taking me this week. We're going to go to Q&A now. My favorite part. You know why that's my favorite part? 
Because every time you guys ask me questions, especially when I'm out on the road, I learn something. I get educated from folks in the field. So we're going to go to our questions. Uh, this is an interesting name. Barabbas asks, what are your news sources? So I'll tell you my number one go-to news source is the Daily Wire. And I don't get paid for saying that. I don't have any sponsorship deal with those guys. Uh, if I can only listen to one thing, then I'm going to listen to Ben Shapiro's podcast. And he talks really fast. You get more information from Ben than you can get from anybody else in an hour. And he's always up on the latest news. So I listen to Ben. I listen to him at one and a half speed, believe it or not. Drives Patty crazy, but I do. Uh, so I listen to Ben. I'll listen to Matt Walsh if I can. I listen to Michael Knowles if I can. I love Andrew Clavin's longer form about culture on Fridays. So that's number one for me. Uh, but I also uh, read others. I read Daily Caller. I read Daily Wire. I read Hot Air. Uh, what else do I read? I read Instapundit pretty much all day long. I'm poking in on Instapundit. Um, what else? Powerline Blog is another one that I read constantly. Uh, Jeff Childers, I've started reading his daily newsletter. So those are some of my normal go-to places for news. By the way, you'll hate this, but I check in on MSNBC. I check in on CNN, the three majors, ABC, CBS, and NBC. Uh, then I read op-eds on the Wall Street Journal. Occasionally, I'll look at the New York Times. I read the left media also because I got to know what they're saying as part of my job. It's frustrating sometimes. Sometimes it's just plain amusing. So you know, you, you got to read stuff that is going to give you comic relief as well. All right, Sean Edwards asks, what's going on with COS in Michigan? Sean, I would say we're a little bit stalled out in Michigan. We're doing what we always do, which is we're building support in the legislature. But you guys had some bad turns in that legislature over this last election. I think you guys are going to have to fight to take that legislature back. And I think you guys can do that. Uh, but what happens is when we have Democrats in control of either house and a legislature, we tend to stall out. So that's what's going on there. So I would say, Sean, get involved in the election. Give money, give your time. Uh, Ludi Reyna asks, I don't understand why more citizens aren't involved in COS. I don't have an answer, Ludi. Because <laughs> obviously I am and you are. I think the biggest thing is most people don't know about it. I, I'm always amazed. We've been doing this 10 years. You've got guys like Sean Hannity and Levin and Shapiro and Dace, and they all talk about it. Uh, certainly, if you go into any legislature in the country and you ask the legislators, do they know about COS? They'll all say yes if they've been there at least one term, if they're not brand new. But I would still say probably 75% of conservatives don't even know about it. And so the real answer is you have to join in on our program the power of 10 program. And the way you do that is you go to conventionofstates.com forward slash power of 10. That's P P O W E R. And then the number 10 conventionofstates.com power of 10 program and you are power of 10, sorry. And you join in that and you use your referrer code, your referrer URL to recruit 10 people to sign the petition and then ask them each to recruit 10. Ludi, this is how we're going to get millions more people involved. It's I do the best I can. Now I need you to help me conventionofstates.com forward slash power of 10. Last but not least, don't forget to go get your new swag. Go to conventionofstates.com forward slash store and give money. Not just to Convention of States. Go to conventionofstates.com. Support the organizations you support financially, even if it's only five bucks a month, or maybe it's a dollar a day. We've got our dollar a day Patriots program, $30 a month. Do it for us. Do it for Second Amendment. Do it for pro-life orgs got to spend the money. The left's going to spend the money to destroy our country. You and I got to spend the money to save it. My name is Mark Meckler. This has been the battle cry. 
Thanks for tolerating me and my fancy glasses. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week on The Battle Cry. This has been the podcast version of The Battle Cry with Mark Meckler. Visit conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. Thank you for listening.